This episode is sponsored by the Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in the Weta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. You stick your name on the back and your phone number, and we decide to throw it away. I wanna know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. We are back uh, on a better schedule this time. We're actually getting them out weekly, which has been uh, pretty good. So I am your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by Pootie Tang. Hey, man. Somebody has been yeah. watching old Chris Rock movies. <laughs> you got to get the hoodie, hoodie say on the panty side, you know what I'm saying? It keeps it real, Aaron. It sounds like you came from Southeast Houston. So how are you I'm doing, sir? I'm built up, man. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, just, you know, been drawing my arse off and uh, went to uh, watch wrestling the other night and that was awesome, except for the guy who had the black plague sitting behind us who could keep his damn mouth shut. Other than that, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a fun event, and we will talk about that next episode with uh, our guest then. Sweet. That I've already got lined up. So, yeah, we will talk you, about man? it then. But tonight, we're talking about Moon Knight. Yeah. Tonight, Moon Knight, something like that. Anyways, I wanted to get one of the leading experts in this field. And the person I got is on another podcast. He's on Three Beers and a Mic. He's also guested on Burn Appetit. And our guest is not Bernie. It is Rami instead. We got, we got the other uh, Moon Knight aficionado in the streets who keeps it real and apparently has stalked Moon Knight whenever he was at Disney. So, yeah. Rami, how you doing? I did. What's up? Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, Bernie calls me a fake Moon Knight fan because... I don't have all of the Moon Knight uh, comics memorized in periodical order. You and, know what? You, you may not have okay. all the comics, but when we talk like via text, you're buying everything else. Yeah. So that kind no, of balances I, out. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've read probably 95% plus of everything that Moon Knight has done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did stalk him at uh, Disneyland. I went to uh, uh, I went to California Adventure, which is across the street from Disneyland, where they have the Avengers Campus. And the really cool Sweet. thing they've been doing the last six weeks is Moon Knight appears when the sun goes down. So uh, you've got cool. yeah, you've got actual Moon Knight, really super legit costume that's walking around Avengers Campus, and then his alter ego. Um, Mr. Knight Mr. is Knight. is taking pictures with the uh, crowd, so it's very That's cool. Great. That's so yeah, cool. It was That's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I didn't. I mean, I've loved this character since I was nine years old, and the and the fact that they actually have an official Moon Knight costume walking around with the likes of Spider Man at a Disneyland theme park is yep. pretty cool. So it's interesting. I, I, I got to ask. I got I got to ask because Moon Knight's not that. He's he was never really a big name character. How did you discover him? Like, what drew you to him? Was it the cover art of a comic? Did you see him on an action figure? Like, what happened? 
Yeah, um, my local 7-Eleven, when I really started getting into comics, sold comic books. They were like a dollar a piece, and my mom would allow me to get three comic books a month. That was my reward for doing my chores. So I would get a Wonder Man comic, usually, because I like Wonder Man a lot. (laughs) Um, I tried to stay away from the mainstream stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I would buy an X-Men comic every now and then, or a Spider-Man comic every now and then, but I liked all the obscure characters so i bought a wonder man comic usually a nova comic usually good choice and i bought a moon knight comic yeah i bought a moon knight comic because i liked the costume i thought it looked really cool uh he looked like kind of a ninja uh if you guys remember gi joe storm shadow yeah Mm -hmm. i can see that sort of yeah costume and i thought that looked really cool and it looked very interesting and and when i started reading my first couple of issues I really was intrigued by the fact that he was basically Batman, but instead of him, you know, being in the shadows and trying to be stealthy and wanting his victims to not be able to see what was coming, he wore white. Yep. He hunted them at night and it instilled fear in his enemies when they saw him in the distance. Yep. And I just thought that was so cool. I didn't understand a lot about the characters sort of broken mind and Mm -hmm. you know disorders that he was going through until later as i got older um because a lot of that stuff they talked about i didn't know what that was well they introduced that later because i i have the essentials volume one and volume two for moon knight yeah where basically he just has the disguises like he uses the aliases as a disguise instead of an actual part of his mind so whenever he was jake lockley he was hanging out at the at a gina's diner with her two kids and then, yeah. you know, yeah, you had Mark Spector and you had, you know, uh, Stephen Grant, the the uh, wait, socialite, basically, the yes. Bruce Wayne of the Correct. thing. And so I remember all of that. And then I read, I think it was during Civil War, whenever they introduced him, hey, he's got split personalities. I'm like, wait, what? When did this happen? So I, too, was a fan or am a fan of Moon Knight. Uh, but the change from... Him just using aliases, you know, to go undercover and to bust up rings and stuff like that versus now the personalities. Complete left, you know, left turn. Uh, but I think works for this character because he now he is essentially not a Batman ripoff. He's his own thing now. He's that. So, yeah, I mean, he's 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 got wealth. You know, he's got power. Um, you know, he's got gadgets. Um, in a lot of the comic books, he has like a moon shaped like plane that he flies in, yeah, the helicopter um, or the plane or all yeah. of that, the crescent, yeah, like crescent sort of vehicle, uh, <laughs> which is really cool. So, I mean, it's they've gone a lot of different ways with the character, they've made him super evil, um, yes. but they've also had him team up with you know characters like Daredevil. And uh, you guys remember the character Night Thrasher, like, yes, remember that oh, guy, like, what Night Thrasher number one. Like, uh, yeah, what a super like undercover dude who's like not really that famous, but Speedball and all these guys that you don't really. Yeah, you're talking about the new Warriors now. Yeah, the new Warriors. Yeah, he teams up with Ghost Rider and Blade um, and Punisher and, they and Morbius. Yeah, like Morbius. all the sons, of, the sons of Midnight. Yeah, so or the Midnight like, Suns. Sorry, Midnight Suns. Yeah, so I mean, he's gone through a lot of different phases, just like a lot of characters have, and um, it's like phases of the moon. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> So, it's so, a good call. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah, when when the show was actually announced um uh, about two two and a half years ago or so, yeah. um 
couldn't believe it. I, I, I could not believe that this character who nobody really knows, because everyone would always ask me, you know, oh, you're in the comics. Who's your favorite superhero? I would tell them Moon Knight. I don't know who that is. Yeah, um, that's pretty much the thing. I could not believe <laughs> that they were going to be making a six-part Disney Plus, like, actual TV show I can yeah. watch. I could watch this. Yes, it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't even know where I was living. I could not believe that this was actually a thing <laughs> that existed. And then when I heard that they were actually moving it up in production um, into a for, you know to a March sort of release mm-hmm. because the show had gotten such early you know good reviews, and I was like, oh, so this. I mean, I'm ready. You're going to release it yeah. early now. Let's go. You know. So yeah. the Moon Knight shirt design I've had, I did six years ago. Did it six years ago. Yeah, six years ago. Okay. And it was the third design I did. Cause I because at that time I was like, I I've never seen a Moon Knight shirt out anywhere. Oh, they're never seen fine. one. Yeah, yeah. there if, if you can find one, it's those expensive ones that you had to pay like 25 bucks at the back of a comic, like during the heyday of the 90s. Sure. Even Repeat. those are super expensive now, like for resale, like over a hundred dollars. So I wanted a mm-hmm. Moon Knight shirt. I designed that shirt, I put it in my store thing, and okay, I'm gonna make a lot of money because it's Moon Knight and nothing. For four years, nothing happened. Then I wake up one morning, I go to work, I'm listening to the radio and all that, and someone's coming, so I get the thing, he says, hey, look what Disney announced, She-Hulk, all the show, what if, this and this, and then Moon Knight, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, hey, Moon Knight's, gonna, Moon Knight's getting a, a release. I go to check my emails, 10 shirts sold wow. since that morning. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And it just it just keeps racking up since the, since the announcement. It just kept racking up. So yeah, I, I wish I could be able to retire, man. I wish. No, if I it, I wish I could, but I, I keep having to send out cease and desists on people stealing my art. So Ugh. it's wow. it's an, it's an ongoing battle. But the fact that you know it's getting a lot of popularity to it, I'm grateful for. And you know, speaking of art, Chris, have you gotten any requests from Moon Knight since the show? You know, I have, man. I've been getting people looking for commissions for uh, Moon Knight, and I've got some on the docket. Um, but being that they've been putting me a lot of work on me, uh, official work, yeah, uh, I've, got, I've got a bit of a back order list going on. Um, but I've been itching to draw him, man. He's fun to draw. I've always really enjoyed the character. Uh, even as a kid, I, I took notice of the original Moon Knight uh, miniseries, or not miniseries, it was, it was an ongoing. Yeah, it was um, ongoing. Because uh, the first and what's funny, the first time I saw Moon Knight was not the ongoing. It was there was a with a Bill Sinkevich did a miniseries, right? Or was it Fist of Conchu or whatever that he did the covers for? Yeah, Mark Fist of Conchu. Everybody yeah. Fist of Conchu. <laughs> those were <laughs> those were those were the ones I saw first. Um, so quick backstory, and I, I know I'm the yapper guy. I'll, I'll try to keep it short. I'm sorry. No, you're good, um, man. Please, it's fine. Uh, my. Uh, on the street I grew up on, uh, my sister's friend Christina down the street had two brothers named Rory and uh, Chris, and their dad was a huge comic book fan. Uh, me and Rory and Chris were kind of quasi friends, but not really. But uh, I would go there to bounce on the trampoline, we'd wrestle on the trampoline, whatever. But they found out that I was a huge super, superhero fan, and so they told okay. their dad, and her, their dad was like, "Oh, if you like superheroes, check this out." They had he had his their I guess what used to be their garage was converted into his quasi man cave from back in the day, mm-hmm. and it was like you know when you watch a movie and somebody hoards like newspapers and it's just like there's stacks of newspapers everywhere. Sure, it was that but comics. 
Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm not feeling right now. I wow. can't I can't oversell it. It, it. it was like it was like something out of a movie. And he was like, Look, man, he's like, I know uh, you like comics. If you want to just come over and read comics, feel free to let the let, you know come over and knock on the door. You can go in there and read anything you want. That's I was awesome. like, What? And so like I was always a shut-in kid, so I was an artist, I was like everything. And he would let me borrow comic books to, to take home to read, and he just started giving me comic books. That was the first time I saw Moon Knight was in one of those stacks in the Mark Spector Fixed the Country books. Um, but then as when I got older, when I started reading Moon Knight, was the David Finch run. Uh, yeah. Because the artwork was just mind-blowing to me. Yes. Um, yeah. That was the first time I noticed his work. I know he did stuff on like Aphrodite 7 and stuff like that beforehand, but... That's when it hit my radar, and that's when I started paying attention. What a great character. I was very excited to hear the show was coming out. Come on, man. I mean, how can you not? You know, how can you not be excited? That's true. I mean, it's... Well, Moonet's just a different character. He's a completely different character. And I'm just glad that he's finally getting his uh, his time to shine. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's... Yeah, just... just It's just a great time. It's just a great time to be a comic fan. Which reminds me, I need to sell off all my comics. But let's talk some. Let's talk some uh, TV show. So, first episode comes out, and from what I can gather from social media, everybody's either loving it or they are extremely confused of what's going on because they don't know the character. You could you could tell who could you could tell who reads and who is this is their first introduction just by the sure. reaction. So, so Mar- Marvel at this point has basically gained the trust of all of their fans, no matter what they're going to put out, whether it's She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, a Loki mm-hmm. series, you know, uh, uh, Eternals, yeah. Black Widow prequel, whatever the case may be, people who have invested this much time into Marvel are going to be watching it all because under most circumstances, the stuff that Disney is putting out under the Marvel brand name has been very good. Yes. And so when a new character comes out that basically they were trying to market it as, hey, we're not going to really connect this show to any of the Thanos, the snap, you know, the there's no there's no cameos from the mm-hmm. people, you know, and this is just kind of a story we want to tell at first at first. At, yeah. At first, you know, it, people, I think, took the plunge and said, all right, you know, I want to give this a try uh, because I've liked all the other stuff they've done. Yeah. And maybe Hawkeye won't make an appearance, but I'll give it a shot. And when you said the first episode came out and people watched it and they either thought it was really awesome or they were like, what the hell did I just see? <laughs> My wife yeah. told me that at the end of episode one, she said, Rami, if you had never, she, she knew about this character because I talked to her about him all the time. She goes, if you had, if you had never told me about Moon Knight, I would have been extremely confused after the first episode, yeah. had no idea what was happening, but she yeah. knew what was going on because of me. Yes. So yes, you're right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, a lot of confusion for people who didn't, who've never heard of the name or never seen the character or anything like that, and applause from the people who have read about the have read about the character and who know who the character is. Uh, I wasn't able to watch it at midnight or 1 a.m. like a lot of people did. I had to wait to come home, wait for the kids to go to bed, and pop it on pretty much at 9 o'clock when after everybody's already done bitching and complaining about it. And (laughs) I loved it. From start to finish, I loved it. And uh, 
I remember seeing the promo commercials and everything, the costume, the very mummified type costume. I thought it was great. That was a great design. Loved it. Very Egyptian. And yeah, overall, from every weekly uh, uh, episode, I've just been watching it. Just been great. Yeah, the the mummy uh, the mummy type aesthetic on the costume was something that I texted Bernie about when it, when we watched the first trailer. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, what a what an easy like sort of way for him to wrap himself around the costume, kind of like Spawn, right? It reminded me of Spawn. Yeah, Spawn's mm-hmm. costume kind of like form around him. Yeah, you'd have these yep. like white bandages just kind of engulf the guy, and I'm like, what a great idea! Like that's that's really awesome, um, and. The thing that uh, I think that um, uh, kind of grabbed people into the show is that there are people who really like that mystery. You have yeah. a dude who like wakes up shackled to a post. Mm-hmm. He's got like sand all over his bed and the floorboards. Like, what is that about? He works in a museum. He has a really horrible boss. Yeah. Uh, he just he wants the simple things in life. He wants to have a good job. He wants to be a museum curator. He wants to go on a date with a girl he likes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he wants to just, you know, uh, be happy. And these weird things are happening with this cult leader and these He's in a he's in a, a chase on a mountainside, and then he's waking up in a place he doesn't recognize, and all this ridiculous stuff is happening all around him. And you, for someone who doesn't know about the character, you have no idea where this story is going. You don't. You really don't. It's completely out of left field, and then he, it's just it, I can understand if someone doesn't know about the character. This is incredibly confusing, but that's how most. I mean, dude. I mean, when you watch <laughs> a movie like Memento, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. it, it grabs you in and takes a hold of you because you have no idea what's going on. Or even uh, Inception, just something that's... Inception, sure. Like, yeah. you know, something that you weren't expecting. Uh, I mean, well, let's talk about the costume. What? How do you feel about the costume going from away from just, you know, a suit and tights to full-on Supernatural? It made perfect sense. Okay. I don't know why they never thought of that before. Well, they. Uh, I'm sure they'll... I'm sure the character will get retconned now into the comics where the the suit has a mind of its own. To uh, oh, it, in the most recent Moon Knight run that I've been reading, it the costume already looks like the the Disney Plus show. Oh, it's already so been changed over. It's it's already yeah, it's very very similar. So um, they've already kind of made that transition, which I'm totally happy with. Okay, um, it's such a simple redesign. I I loved it from the moment I saw it in the trailer and the promo images. Everything was just, I was like, that's perfect. I, I could not have asked for a better <laughs> on-screen representation of this character. It, it's perfect. Yeah, no yeah. complaints, you know, zero to, negative. Yeah. yeah, and to your point, Aaron, I was going to say, like, uh, when you talk about, you know, what what going from just a basic tight situation to a mythical thing, Yeah. Um, can you imagine the logistics from an artistic standpoint of having to draw that costume transition back in 1984 you know what i mean or whatever mm-hmm. or yeah. 1978 when that first came out like that would have been and, and that's not a knock on the on the guys that were doing the books then but it's like the, the style was just different so you can imagine stylistically uh i can't think of any costumes from back then that were all that complicated either like i'm like right now Spider-Man? Art, I'm working. all the webbing that's not that hard though because like, honestly, I know, and, and really and truly, there's a lot of freedom in the Spider-Man yeah. webbing designs 
Uh, I've, I've seen guys do the uh, the webbing. And you know, when you look at an actual web, like the lines are kind of chaotically yeah. going between. Then you have the uniform uh, stuff that you see on a lot of the guys with the hoop, yes. the, the arcs. Um, there's a lot of artistic freedom there. But like, if if you would have got Bob Layton back in 1983 mm-hmm. to draw an issue of Moon Knight to where this guy's been, Bob Layton's been working on Iron Man for, you know, let's just say for grand six years. And he's hitting the stride, just drawing a guy in a, a metal suit. But then it's like, okay, we need you to draw this guy. Imagine him standing on top of a building, a pyramid, and it's crushing, it's falling apart. And I need him to be surrounded by toilet paper. And I'm not just talking about toilet paper. I'm talking about, I want his house TP like a junior high, you know, <laughs> football player. It would have been impossible given the, you know, stylistic, um, uh, uh, trends then, for lack of a better term. I so haven't seen that was just, a, you know. I haven't seen like a TP'd house in forever. That's that, nobody does that anymore, right? That's not you know thing. what? It's just too much trouble. It's too, it's much, too much trouble to TP a house, yeah, much well, less TP a superhero. Well, since the quarantine, toilet <laughs> uh, paper has been in high demand. Nah, I mean, that's I also think... <laughs> true. That was the that? cure for COVID. And you know what? I I would agree with you, Chris on that statement but then in the uh-huh. 90s we got todd mcfarlane who put detail in everything he did along well, with that was the 90s though yes, the 90s. Moon Knight came out in like 1980 what seven like 85 87 well you, well you just change you just trade out coffee for you know cocaine and that's how these guys were able to do those late night drawings i'm just saying man if we had enough time and i could like provide a slideshow like drew gulak to show you like you would see like there is a swing from like the mid 80s Mm-hmm. into like you said 92 to 95 uh those and you're talking about guys who changed the industry and changed yeah. as a whole like your jim lees your joe mads your mcfarland's all these guys revolutionized everybody was copying them at that point mm-hmm. so but i mean and so not to give you like a, a verbal tete-a-tete here i'm just saying like um artistically i i can see why they were just like oh just make it white and put some uh cross hatching on it it'll be fine yeah, you know. <laughs> white, white and put some cross hatching on it. That's right. Moon Knight's uh, first appearance was uh, in a comic book. It was a Werewolf by Night uh, in 1975. Yeah, oh, he was a yeah. he was a he was a one off character in this like Marvel horror sort of like Frankenstein Dracula, you know, yep. sort of run that they had. And he actually appeared in this uh, series uh, towards the end of the run. So it was a character that they kind of kind of threw out there. And then he was kind of forgot about for a while. And then when Marvel was looking for new ideas in the early 80s, they said, you know what? That Moon Knight character was actually kind of cool. Maybe we can do something with him. Mm-hmm. And then they, mm-hmm. they brought him back in his own series. So Well, so so first appearance look, he had like the underarm capes type thing. He did. Yeah. I think, More he, com- had, I think he had red eyes. He did. He had red eyes. He had red eyes in that comic. Yes. Yeah. And he had like he had like the baton type gauntlet arm things that uh mm-hmm. that like that like the prowler kind of has now like kind of like it was, it was like it's like the machine gun or like the like the black widow type of gauntlets that she mm-hmm. has now he had all those little, little moon discs that on his belt yeah 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 he, like yeah, he was very different i just remember he looked really different uh because when i bought the essential i'm like oh this first story is fighting werewolf one night cool um he doesn't like look like that, and then jump to the few issues later, and this and the thing is like, oh, okay, that there's the classic Moon Knight I know, is right there. So, yeah. and from a storytelling uh, standpoint, the whole like mummified costume makes complete and total sense in my mind. It does. I'm glad for the change. I'm glad for that change. I'm glad for that change. So I agree. 
But yeah, that and then uh, even Mister Knight's little stitching that he has on his on his mask. Oh man, I thought that was a good way to show that he's cracked and not perfect. That even though mm-hmm. Stephen Grant is the perfect son, that he still has his cracks and stitchings in it, which makes it not perfect. So I thought that was a really cool, subtle way of uh, going with that two choice. No, the way that they transition to episode two, and you bring in another uh, costume. You know, mm-hmm. who refers to himself as Mr. Knight is is <laughs> phenomenal. Like the way that they explain it in the show is that, you know, when when Layla is telling him, hey, you know, you know, bring out the bring out the suit, bring out the suit. Like she keeps telling him that over and over. And in Stephen Grant's mind, you know, when someone says the suit, the suit, he he thinks it about a suit hey, like, yeah. a, like a, a mask <laughs> with, a, with a tie and like you know a, a long sleeve shirt and pants right like that's what's yeah. in his mind if someone's yelling put on the suit put on the suit and so what a great way to bring in the mr knight character who wears a suit yeah like pretty much proper, oh, yeah. it was it was awesome yeah that was that's transitioning in episode two so now you've got you know the the quick sort of Moon Knight costume you saw in episode one at the end, and then now you've got episode two where this dude is fighting off invisible demons in a white <laughs> pantsuit. Like it's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty oh, cool. Great. Yeah, I, I did. I did like at the at the end of the first episode that the Anubis or the uh, yeah, the like yeah, like the like the devil dog or Anubis looking character was sort of were- werewolf like. Yes, it was. It was. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, just to kind of symbolize the first appearance where he's fighting werewolf and all that. I thought mm-hmm. that was really good. Uh, little Easter egg that they did for that for the for the hardcore fans, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, and then yeah, in episode two when they bring out Mister Knight, again, great, tra- great transition. Oh man, I freaked out when he great. fell. <laughs> when he fell from the building and landed on the street, and and it was the Mister Knight <laughs> costume. Oh man. I yeah. lost it. <laughs> I lost yeah. it. Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely. So, overall for the show, you know, like I already, well, I take that back. I already know what your ranking is. And I heard the 10 episode that y'all did. Everything's a 10 for this show, Rami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you still going to stick I, by that? I stand by that. Yeah, forever. Uh, dude, look, on our, on our most recent <laughs> episode we released, we talked about a movie called everything everywhere all at once uh-huh. and if you, if you if you haven't seen this movie you you really need to watch it because it is it's one of the best movies i've ever seen and we, yeah, we kind of had an good. we had an emergency podcast because we just wanted to talk about <laughs> this movie so we Dwayne saw it bernie saw it mm-hmm. we all saw it and we're like we got it we got to talk about this because we've been talking a lot of marvel and dc and stuff recently because there's just been so much stuff star wars we're like let's talk about something that's not that and um <laughs> did adam was, see it uh he was he we couldn't record with us but he did okay. yeah okay. i'm assuming he liked it um but yeah it was phenomenal film please go i'm not going to even talk about what it's about just in case nobody knows what even the plot line is i want you to be surprised it's a okay. fantastic movie. The reason I bring that up is because I say in that podcast, the problem that I'm going to be having with these Marvel shows going forward is that I have reached the peak of my life. Mm-hmm. I am <laughs> I am middle-aged. I have seen 
I have seen the the mountaintop, the summit. I've reached my Everest. I planted mm-hmm. my flag. I have witnessed a television show that never should have existed. Yeah. And the re- the, the it should not have been as good as it was. And okay. it was everything that I wanted times a hundred. It was a perfect wow. television show. And everything that comes out after this is going to be worse. And I'm super biased. I don't care. <laughs> Anything that comes out after this is just going to be worse. Kenobi, Mandalorian season uh, three, She Hulk. I don't Moon care. Night what season you, two. I don't care what you show me. See, I'm hoping there's this. I mean, we got. Up. You know, we're going to have Bushman. You know, we're going to have Bushman in season two. They did. They did mention him. They did mention him in episode five. Well, okay. Um, What's another and, villain that Moon Knight has that isn't Bushman? You mean that's that's uh, what do you mean that it could be in an episode that could be in a season two? Like, well, like, okay, what's what's another well-known Moon Knight villain? Well, that's very subjective because you're talking. Yeah, I mean that depends on what that depends on what you're what you're asking about. I mean, every time he comes out with a new series, there's always someone in the background. Like he at at one point, Mister Negative was a really big villain in his world mm-hmm. true but by mr negative it, it will always be tied to spider-man he's always going to be tied to spider-man unfortunately you think so yeah why because of the new day stuff his aunt may worked for mr oh, negative brand new day stuff? yeah brand new day one more day one moment in time the deal those were not the, those are not highly regarded as the top tier of spider-man stories but i they're, see your they're point not. But i mean he, you've got you've got comics where he was facing against bullseye the black specter but also, uh, wasn't he the main focus in one of the video games too? For Spider-Man, Mr. Negative. He was, yes, he was. He, Mr. Negative was in Spider-Man for PlayStation Four. I mean, just throw it out Mark there. Lee was a huge. I'm saying, like, you got Blackout, yeah. Black yeah. Specter, Bullseye, um, uh, Shadow Knight. I think is somewhere around there. Yeah. Those are the ones that are just coming to mind. Which one are you thinking of? Well, I'm just saying Bushman's the big he's that the big he rival. Is. That's the, the big, big rival. rival. He's the big yeah. rival. But look, here's here's the reason why I think we're getting a season 2. This was initially limit this was ish, initially released as a limited series. When Disney Plus says this is a limited series, yes. they do not plan on doing a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. So when they when they released their episode 6 finale, they said uh Moon Knight limited series finale, right? Yep. And then like within a Three minute time frame. They changed it <laughs> on their Twitter feed to to season finale of Moon Knight. Yeah, and of course everyone was like, "Wait a minute, okay, you didn't have to change that on social media. You could have just kept it as it was." They but could've. someone mm-hmm. went and said, "No, it needs to say season finale. Please go and correct that." Yes, and so no. now everyone is assuming that a season finale means we're going to get a season two. Or this just ties into another series where he returns. Because normally what Marvel has done is that if the character is returning, it'll say Moon Knight will return. If it's another season, it'll just say season finale. He so, will return. Dude, Disney Plus just announced that Daredevil season four is coming out. Yes. But Moon the, Knight and Daredevil <laughs> are besties. That dude is going to be floating uh, around that area. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say they're, that they're besties. I wouldn't say, I say that. they're besties. I don't mean they're friends. I mean that they come together in comic books a lot. I wouldn't say they're besties. 
If, if we're going for comic book besties, Daredevil and Spider-Man besties, yes. Yes. Spider-Man sure. and Human Torch besties, yes. Sure. Uh, Moon Knight might, and 15 personalities, yes. Those are besties. If I might throw it out there, uh-huh. uh, Marvel has progressively gotten farther and farther away from normal superhero bangy bang smash smash fighty fighty. Like, Blade was the voice at the end of the Eternals. Yeah. For the 17 was... people who watched the Eternals, they know that <laughs> now. Yes, that was a great surprise. When you talk about Moon Knight, Moon Knight is very much in the same realm as the Midnight Suns. You brought up the Midnight Suns yeah. earlier. You're yes. going to see a rebirth of Ghost Rider. You're going to mm-hmm. see us getting into Werewolf by Night with that Halloween special they talked about. We're about to see a cascade of supernatural Disney, uh, Disney Marvel. And okay. Moon Knight is a linchpin in that stuff alongside your blades and mm-hmm. your, you know, their street level, but yes. in a very supernatural way. Yes. You know. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a patient person. And if they if they lay the groundwork for a for a John Bernthal Punisher reuniting with with Mahersha Ali Blade. And they bring in a new Ghost Rider and a Moon Knight, Midnight Sun spinoff series. Mm-hmm. I will, I will die. You'll eat your own head. I, I cannot take that. <laughs> I I physically cannot take that because I know that Disney has these huge plans, their ten year timeline. Mm-hmm. Someone out there is talking about a Midnight Suns uh, show, just like they did with Defenders, right? I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. they they had those talks. I will, I will lose it. I cannot take that. <laughs> well, here's the question I have for them. Here's the question I have. Will they take Moon Knight out of London? Or yeah, out of, of England? course. I think so. Because they put this whole show, he was based in England. Oh, well, it's in Egypt, too, in, and also in Egypt. But you've got the Eternals, where you have, you know, Carrington, who's based out of Europe as well. So you got Black Knight, Blade is a world traveler. Then you have Moon Knight. The only one who would need to travel would be the Punisher. And the Punisher can travel, dude. There's no question about that. I think we still have travel. to we have to discover we still have to discover Dracula. Marvel hasn't even touched Dracula yet. And Dracula well, I think is they're the saving Dracula. for all of the supernatural. I think, I think they're saving Dracula for Blade. They're gonna save him for Blade. Right. I, I would that's say over so. in yeah. that's overseas. That's what I'm saying. So like Moon Knight doesn't have to hit the streets of America. Uh Burnthal's Punisher definitely could be overseas hunting down uh, Italian mafioso. And shit like that. Yeah, but, up, but I'm pretty know. sure Frank Castle's on the you know do not fly list at every airport. Yeah, but that's okay. Frank Castle, yes, but one of his many <laughs> fake passports, no. I'm I'm telling you, man. Like microchip, he's gonna have he's gonna have a man in the chair. There's there's so <laughs> many things that we're not even thinking about. They're gonna lay. They're gonna they're gonna fucking mollywop us across the head with all this. And mm-hmm. I'm like Rami. I'm excited. Yes. I, yeah, I don't know what to think. This is what they should be doing. They should be focusing on these characters to make their brand stick. We had our 10-year ultimate arc of of Iron Man to Endgame. And in order to stay, uh, I don't think you can do that again. I don't think a character like Kang the Conqueror or Doctor Doom, whatever they decide to do with Fantastic Four, can, can equate to what they were able to produce in the cinema 23 movies whatever it was for us but the way the that you stay really high, yeah. yeah the bar that's just the ultimate bar that you, I, I don't know you can't beat that 
but you can keep yourself relevant and engaged by mm -hmm. focusing on these characters that people don't know about and you build that fandom and you turn them into that icon so yeah. mm -hmm. i thought the punisher season one that netflix produced was wonderful season two not that great daredevil <laughs> all three seasons masterclass jessica yes. jones loved mm -hmm. it Iron yeah Fist, first season jessica jones was good second season was kind of disagree eh. i, I didn't like, like the whole mother thing i really loved all three seasons of jessica jones but if you didn't like season two that's fine yeah i think okay. season three was also awesome um iron fist i think a lot of us can say not that good uh, uh yeah <laughs> and i know i know and i'm a big iron fist fan i'm a big iron fist fan and i like the casting i thought the story i thought i thought the storyline was trash i severely not... lacking in a fist of iron severely lacking in a guy punching people in mystical fights of uh ninjutsu you, you, it was, like the, the, the biggest the biggest drawback for that show was that iron fist wears a mask if you would have put a mask on the character they could have put a stuntman or a kung fu fighter into the, cho the choreography to handle that but they didn't yeah. do that Lesson learned, though. I bet, I bet, I bet when they write the ship, we're going to be really Finn Jones. See I thought Finn Jones Iron did great. I thought Finn Jones did, did a good job, but he just had terrible writers and a bad fight choreographer. Dude, the, the problem with the Iron Fist show is that he was always losing his powers. Like, he could yeah. never just do yeah. Iron Fist stuff. So, like, that was that was the thing that, I, yeah. especially season one, that got me frustrated the most is that I was like, dude, can you use the thing that makes you famous like, just <laughs> one time? Seriously. Um season, yeah. half of season one was basically a Moon Knight episode. <laughs> With him in the psych ward, it was basically half a Moon Knight. Yeah, episode. that's fair. Yeah. Um and then Luke Cage, of course. I, I thought season one was great. Oh, that was season good. two was meh. That's all right. I agree with so, that. I think they're going to do something with all these characters, which is why they brought them to Disney Plus. They yeah. kind of changed their outlook on Disney Plus because remember when that when that service launched, they said we are not going to have rated R content on this platform. We're not going <laughs> to be doing any of that. Any of these Deadpool's and Daredevils and all this stuff. We're going to make this a TV fourteen and under, and mm -hmm. that changed uh, within quickly. two years. Yeah, guess who's paying? Guess who's paying the subscription fees? The people who want to see the the hardcore shit. So give us the yeah. hardcore shit. So now, when you log in, if you haven't logged into Disney Plus recently, you have to change your settings. Well, they, to well, like, well, they, well, they make right. you relog in to do that. You have they to relog in to do that now. Yeah, so. we have a pin now. Which, we have to put a pin number in. Which means, which means that they have plans for adult-oriented Marvel content. With these characters oh, man, that they brought wait. to their service, so you're gonna get. I think you're gonna get a Midnight Sun spinoff. <gasps> I really do. I I really do think so, and I'm I'm gonna lose it. I, I think there it, will man. be one. As gonna well. lose it. Can't take it. <laughs> I think there'll be. I think there'll be one as well with especially Blade and Black Knight and Moon Knight, <clears throat> and to round it off, we might get Captain Britain. And if it's Peggy Carter, great. If it's the actual Captain Britain, Brian Bratton, even better. Dude, it, it, I, I, oh man, if it's Peggy Carter, that would, that'd be awesome. Um, that, that character is wonderful. Um, you, you know, you kind of got a preview of her in What If, and then, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange. Yeah, she um, was the halftime part of that movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she was the halftime Yeah. Hey, it's better than Mr. Fantastic's mom's spaghetti. So, I mean, 
a lot better than that. I just want to throw it out there before. I know we're shifting gears here, but if we're going to see an episodic Blade series on <laughs> on Disney Plus, if we're not getting Guillermo del Toro to direct at least one episode, what the fuck are we doing? So that's actually what uh, a topic that came up in our previous podcast we posted. We talked like uh, like a minute and a half about Marvel. Mm-hmm. I thought the Blade uh, series was a TV show. Is it a movie? No. Well, okay. There's both. Wait. We, the, could, the new, we didn't know. The new one that's coming out. The new one that's coming out? The new one that's coming out with Mahershala Ali. Is it a TV show, like a Moon Knight six episode thing, or are they going to make a film? I don't I know. Thought, I don't I know. It was, they just announced that it was a project. They didn't say if it was a series or a film. They just said project. I'm, I'm, was, I'm betting. I'm betting. Um, I'm betting series. But like, I had the feeling that he was going to be kind of like, I don't, that he was going to be take the Black Panther and Spider Man route where he cameos a few things and then he gets his own solo feature. Then he goes back to cameoing. That's the kind I of the idea I got. I want it to be a, a I want it to be a six part thing. I don't want yeah. it to be a movie. I want I want that character to have multiple episodes in this universe. <laughs> character development. Yes, I want that. Plot together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. Um, just that'll, for me, I, be I think. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> just for me, at least you're honest about it, man. Just for De, me, yeah. Del Toro directs an episode, or he, or Del, Del Toro directs the opening. He does the opening theme oh or God, intro dude. for that show. We uh, have to get it. We have to get a Wesley Snipes cameo. Yes, we have to get a Sticky Fingers cameo. <laughs> right. <that show. laughs> and because it's Del Toro, Ron Perlman will be thrown in there somehow. Well, of course, of course. When was the last time you guys saw the? first blade movie the very first one it's been a yeah. while man to be honest with you it's been about 15 years for me i watched it last week does it not hold up does it, it hold is, up it's way better than i remember <laughs> oh really it's way better than i remember uh i i i hadn't seen it in probably like a decade and 15 years i would that sounds about right i probably saw it in my Last time in my mid twenties, uh, that yeah. movie came out in like 1998 or 1999. I was 17. Yeah, um, I remember seeing it in the theater and then rewatching it again, you know, during college and after I graduated. Then like 15 years went by, I haven't seen it. Wow. Um, yeah. The scene at the very beginning of how to introduce a character, where this random guy is being seduced by these girls to an underground club. He's, blood he's club. yeah. He, he thinks he thinks that he's gonna you know get lucky, right? Like, oh, these girls are into me. They're taking me to this exclusive dance club. All these people are like rich and cool, and they're all. It's it's just this really big sort of drug induced sort of you know haze, and let's all have a orgy. Time. It's fine. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then things kind of start to get a little <laughs> weird. He starts to get like passed around the crowd. And then the fangs start to appear in some of these characters, and then the sprinklers turn on, and just blood is being poured on everybody. <laughs> and was, hey, was that was the music Sandstorm? Was that Sandstorm? It, it was a techno. Uh, it yeah, was a techno. Song. Song. I don't think it was Sandstorm. Oh, okay. No, it's the, it's the Blade theme. Dun, 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 was it dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that was I don't the entire thing. The song was. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just watched I'm it last right. week. I don't remember the song, but. And then they, they, you know, the, the, uh, and then he realizes that he's in some sort of like creepy fetish, you know, crazy. They're trying to cannibalize me, sort of scenario. And they throw him down on the ground, and he just sees the boots, and he looks oh. up, and it's this guy in black, and he just smiles at him, and then just lays 
waste <laughs> to everybody in that club. Jesus and Christ, I'm watching it after this podcast. It was <laughs> so oh. disgustingly awesome. And I was, I was like, I cannot believe that this was like Marvel's first entry into like their official like canon, right? Like, because that was yeah. that was a Marvel produced film before they went bankrupt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What a what a movie. Yeah. Oh, so man. yeah, it's great. Please I, I, watch it again. It's yeah. wonderful. I, I remember working at a Sam Goody, and people were people came in looking for the soundtrack or the single to the club song. Sure. I'm like, nah, you have to buy the soundtrack. The soundtrack and the soundtrack was like twenty five bucks for a CD. Like, yeah, you got to buy the soundtrack for it. Yeah, we, we can't. There's no single. When DV, remember when DVDs were like a hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh man, when when the place, <laughs> like people don't give enough credit to the PlayStation Two for making DVDs mainstream. Like, yeah, you could buy a DVD player for two hundred ninety nine dollars, or you could buy a PlayStation Two for two hundred forty nine dollars mm-hmm. and play DVDs. Yeah, and it so, just happens to play DVDs. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I know there was a lot of people who bought a PS2 just for the DVD functionality. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is very much true. Yeah. Awesome. But, but yeah, I just, I just remember uh, Blade coming out, the soundtrack. Uh, everybody's – all of a sudden, everybody becoming Blade fans. I'm like, shut the hell up. You just like the song. You're the weird gatekeeping, gatekeeping for uh, I was. For Blade. <laughs> I was. I was like, you'd never read a comic. You never even read a comic. But see, Aaron, we we talk about that on our on our show a lot. Is that when these characters come out that we we identify with that are Mm -hmm. less known and they become well known, we always want to try and support that as much as possible because it's easy to say, "Oh, you didn't know about this character. Now you're a big fan." If you read, you know, you know. comic book 90 you know nine moon knight comic 92 where he was revealed blah 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 no but anytime that something that we love becomes mainstream and they do it well and it draws in a large audience only means you're going to get more of that pretty much and that's a good thing so the more moon knight fans that there are makes me happy because um Mm -hmm. I saw the line of people that were waiting at Disneyland to mm-hmm. take a picture with Mr. Knight. It was like 75 people deep. Wow. Oh my and God. Whether or not they knew who that character was, or they were just following the crowd to take a picture <laughs> with a guy with glowing eyes, I didn't care because yeah. uh, right. I just knew that the crowd that was there to meet this character was really cool. And I actually. Disney does a really good job at making the characters stay in their personality. So when I oh, approached, yes. when I approached oh, yeah. him, he introduced himself as Steven. He had a British accent oh. and it was, it was all, it was, yeah, he had a British accent. And <laughs> I just said, Hey man, I was wearing my Moon Knight shirt and he goes, Oh, wait, 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 which one were you wearing? Uh, I, I, I will, I was not wearing yours. I'm very sorry. Son of a bitch. I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just a moon. It was just Moon Knight on my chest. It was clearly okay. him, and that's that's the one I wore. I'm sorry, Aaron. I, I betrayed you. Uh, um, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and gatekeep the Mister Knight at Disney. Yeah. So no, I <laughs> I approached him and I was like, "Oh, dude, great costume!" And he pointed out my shirt. He goes, "Oh, I I see you're a fan of myself." And I'm like, yes, I am. And, he, and I said, where's your other personality walking around? He goes, oh, this week, 
uh, Moon Knight is up in the, you know, Avengers campus. Uh, but this week, you know, for this weekend, you get to take pictures with me. And he was totally in character uh, the whole time. Um, and he was talking to me as if his sort of universe existed. Yes. And oh, it was wow. just this really cool, like, 45 seconds that we had um, of him actually dialoguing with me as if he was Stephen Grant in a really good British accent. It was awesome. That's so cool. That yeah, is pretty cool. It was really awesome. That is pretty cool. Yeah. And then I kind of, I kind of ended our conversation. I said, you know, a lot of these people in this line don't even know who you are. And he, I swear to God, his response was, I don't even know who I am. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect response. It, it was great. I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> Disney. Almost cried. <laughs> Disney trains their uh, their like, cast members what well. A, what a great response! <laughs> I don't even know why. I'm like, hey, uh, Disney trains right, their cast don't. members very well. He trained. They train <laughs> them great. well. I mean, the the gas song guy that's like in the Bells area, uh, acts and talks just like him. Challenges men to push ups. Challenges men to be real tough guys. So yeah, Disney does a great job of casting their uh, their people, their characters, mm-hmm. to act like they do in a the shows and movies and everything. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So so I got, I got to ask though. So, so did Mr. Knight and the moon Knight did the eyes glow white? They did. It was, it was really impressive. Um, I was, I mean, the, 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 I don't know what they were using. I'm sure it was probably something very simple. Like it, it probably was, I, I know it wasn't complicated in order to get that effect, but the, the way that it looked, was yeah. just very impressive to me. Um, I actually have. See if I can show you guys a photo here. I'm gonna get the. That's kind of him right there. <laughs> oh wow, that's pretty cool. You can see the like the illuminescence of the FBI. pictures. Yeah, guys, yeah. So that was him. Like, and the shine that was coming off the costume was was really really cool. I didn't post like iridescence. It was yeah. His his his. It was very glittery. And sort of his suit looked kind of radioactive. That's how white it was. And the eyes glowed and it was. Yeah, because in Steven's mind, like he's trying to be the best version of himself. If he's going to show up in a suit, it's going to be the most flawless, shiniest suit you've ever seen, Mike. You know, yeah. the white gloves, you know. And this is, have a rust about Mike. Yeah. Fisticles, you know. DJ Fisticuffs. It was awesome. DJ Fisticuffs, that's right. Uh-huh. So no, it was, it was very cool, very surreal. And the fact that, you know, my favorite character who's a you know, a, 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 a multiple personality, like murderer, just walking around <laughs> Disneyland, taking pictures with kids. That just, that made my trip. So awesome. <laughs> oh, just, just wait until, so awesome. just wait until uh, they have Deadpool walk around Disney, taking pictures with everybody. Oh, that, that comes out. That'd be great. That'd be great. Oh, I, I, I could just see Deadpool walking around with like the Mickey mouse ears on his head. You know, oh, keychains off the katana blades or off the guns hanging off there, just taking pictures with everybody, even holding like a prop Mickey bar, just to kind of sell the fact that he's now part of Disney. Because you know that's that, that's probably going to happen. Oh, that's it will be, happen. dude. The fact that Disney Plus is now showing R-rated content on their streaming service means that they're going to be heading down that market. It's too crazy, crazy not to. You're, you're taking away an entire adult audience who wants to see these characters in you know very gory situations yeah so yeah because their kids been watching uh frozen or encanto all day it's like i could watch you know burn notice right now or something like that you know what i mean like 
I'm just saying, I'm just throwing names out there. Like, they own all this property. They own all this intellectual property they're not using. That is true. That is true. So, along with the Moon Knight show, again, we talked, we kind of touched about this at the beginning of the episode. A lot of the merchandise was announced and released or coming out soon. Marvel Legends, two different figures. Yep. Funko Pops, the whole line, including Glow in the Dark Conshu, regular Conshu, Black Light Conshu, Mr. Knight, a Glow in the Dark Mr. Knight. All of them, all that stuff coming out. Yeah, they even released an uh, Amit in the alligator form. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And coming soon, a giant Amit, too. Yep. A giant pop Amit. Yep. So how much of this stuff have you already pre-ordered? Everything. <laughs> wow. Everything. I, everything. I and pre-ordered everything <laughs> that was available to pre-order. I'm talking about thermos uh sort of insulated mugs oh, I saw coffee those. cups I saw yeah those. um uh t-shirts socks i bought moon knight socks wow uh, this is white socks <laughs> they're just white oh, they're, socks they're the mr knight crew socks yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude i bought the i bought the the g fuel uh, yes i did i did as well the uh limited edition box thingy um Whatever, whatever was available, I mm-hmm. I purchased everything um, because I don't merchandise for Moon Knight doesn't exist. It shouldn't Not exist, really. um, and it does. And so I wanted to make sure that I got everything I could. Um, there's a lot of stuff that are like comic convention exclusives yes. that they don't oh. allow you to pre-order. Um, I will be paying aftermarket prices because <laughs> I don't care about anything. Um, <laughs> I just, I'll just pay the triple markup or whatever you want to charge me. So, yeah. Well, have you tried the G Fuel yet? No, I kept it in the box sealed. Oh, you're not going to try it? You're not going to use the no. shaker and try it? I don't want to oh. open it. Why not buy the second one? You it know, that's, yeah, that's, that's what's funny is that um, I, I stopped buying doubles of things a long mm-hmm. time ago because I used to be a open one, keep one sealed type of guy. Yeah. I first started collecting and that just became really expensive. Um, um, and so now when I buy something, I only buy one of them, no matter what, how limited it is. I don't mm-hmm. care. I open up all my pops. I don't keep yeah. them in the box. So even if it's a comic convention exclusive, one out of 300, it's, it's opened and sitting on my shelf. So I'll, uh, I'll just say, try the G fuel. It's really good. You'll like it. Okay. It's it's pretty good, and it's there's no sugar to it, so it doesn't have that that uh, crash or anything or the lack of crash. But it, it just tastes it tastes like uh, like a melted snow cone sort of. You know, I would think being that it's a Moon Knight G Fuel, if it's mm-hmm. not changing flavors like three different flavors throughout <laughs> the drink, are they not missing the opportunity there? Oh, that's fair. That is a fair question, but fair question. But this is also a sugar-free flavor, so it doesn't have that strong kind of syrupy flavor to it that most of the other powders do. It's sugar-free, so it, again, like a watered-down or like a melted snow cone. But it's really good, though. I, I highly like it, uh, awesome. so definitely check it out. And also, Rami, I know that you're a Marvel Legends collector as well, Yeah. and the Moon Knights that are coming out are going to be part of the Windowless set. Where yeah, it's the, the ones where they're trying to cut down on their plastic. Yeah. So the front of the package will just be a picture of what the figure looks like. Yes. Instead of actually showing the figure underneath a That's sheet of plastic. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But again, 
I open up all my because for everyone who's been invested in Marvel Legends for yes, you know, this entire time, all of their packaging looks the same. It's and been about twenty you, years now, Marvel Legends, or a little over twenty years now. Yeah, and then when you mm-hmm. switch it like that, yeah. It, like it messes up people's sort of collections. Um, well, they switched it before it. because originally it was all they plastic. switched it before. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the plastic. The, the, the figures the, they put in the plastic was that plastic that you had to cut with scissors. Yeah, like or the buy a new, like yeah, like when you buy a new pair of headphones. Yeah, you can't just open it up with your. Let's hand go back to that. I, that way, you don't plastic. have people opening the figure, taking the right figure, up, put the wrong figure in, and getting the money back at Wal- at Walmart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, which which is still what like that happens more often than you think. It does. Like someone will buy someone will buy a figure, and then they'll return it with a different figure inside. Um, than oh what yeah, they purchased it with. We talked about that and, on our last episode too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but like but I was saying, well, like the point is that yeah, Moon Knight's gonna be part of that wave where there's no window to it. Yeah. They announced the the new Spider Man wave that's also gonna be a part of that as well. I bought like, all of those. Oh, the Japanese Spider Man as well. Yeah, that that was awesome. I had yeah. to. That was uh, great. Did you buy Quasar because they announced him? No, because you he's son the of worst, a bitch. He's the worst. He is the hero best he's ever the best. to exist in the world. I hate he's him more the best than hero. I hate him more than Green Lantern, which is hard he, for me to say. He, he, he is the oh, Patrick man. Swayze of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he's I'm one of those flowing lock of hair. I'm one of those guys who doesn't like Green Lantern, and I know that that's what like hell? for me. Because everyone who's like, dude, Green Lantern is such a cool character. Read this, 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 and this. And I'm like, I have read it. I hate it. I don't like him. I think he sucks. And the movie made it worse. The movie uh, was terrible. And I don't, I don't like, I don't like him. And and in the Marvel universe, the equivalent of that for me is Quasar. I think Quasar is a terrible character. Uh, such a gatekeeper. I did, <sighs> I did, I did, I did pre-order the Quasar figure because he, he's amazing. Uh, I did pre-order the Japanese Spider-Man. I did sure. pre-order the two Moon Knights, the yep. regular and Mr. Knight. Um, but today, I guess because of all the backlash about the boxes and everything, or was it yesterday? They announced that the boxes are going to be themed, and they showed the Morph box, which looks oh, like yeah. a VHS cassette. I thought that was a really cool design. I saw that, and I was like, see, that's cool. And um, supposedly yeah. that's the the road they're going to take going forward is doing something like that, where the box will emulate whatever it's connected to. So what I'm guessing is that when the Tobey Maguire Marvel Legend gets released, we'll get like the box art for Spider-Man 1. Whenever we get the Doc Ock, that'll be the box art for Spider-Man 2. Holy crap, that would so, be sick. Like just that, that's kind of the route they're going to take going forward with certain characters that I can see, that I can kind of guess on. Uh, but yeah... I wasn't expecting Moon Knight to be in that line of windowless legend pictures or uh, boxes until uh, I went on to check my order today and it said, oh, and they're like, windowless box, Moon Knight, Marvel Legend. I'm like, oh, it's in that line now. So it kind of it's kind of disappointing a little bit, but it'll be a cool figure, though. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. And again, like I said, for me, if you're an inbox collector, I feel bad. <laughs> Your collection is going to kind of be, uh, you know, uh, non-uniform. But I open up all my stuff. I throw away the packaging. I don't care. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between, man. I open some things. I keep some things in box. So. It depends because I want to get autographs. Sometimes, sometimes I want to get the figures autographed by either the creators or artists or something like that. So that I kind of keep them in packaging. I kind of keep them in the packaging. So. 
Yeah, fair enough. That's just how I do it. Cool. <laughs> so I know we asked you the question. You kind of trailed off for like the last 30, 35 minutes about your rating of Moon Knight. Chris, <laughs> what's your overall rating of, uh, of Moon Knight? What did you think of the show overall? I like it. Out, out of a 10. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think I'm with Rami on this. I, I'm going to go with the 10. I, I oh, 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 suck it, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all right. I'm obviously, I'm obviously nowhere near as passionate about the character yeah. as you are, Rami, but I can tell you, um, as, a, as somebody who was on the fringe of reading the character as a kid and, and really appreciating his look and his, his design, and I'm just... Whatever Disney Plus is giving me, man, I'm soaking it up like a sponge because these we're in the renaissance of, of nerddom right now. Uh, at some point, this this is going to run dry. But right now, yep. I'm taking everything they give me. And I enjoy the shit out of it, and I, I look forward to a second season. Okay. Yeah. Hey, awesome. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good. So I will end it. I will give it a 8.5. I'll get an 8.5. There okay. are some things okay. I can nitpick about it. Uh there are things I liked about it. I really enjoyed it. I liked the fact that he had a scrappling hook toward the end of the uh, show that he used mm-hmm. as an attack. I thought that was great. Uh, overall, I thought it was great. The CG kind of was hit or miss a few times, but overall, I enjoyed it. So 8.5. I think Dwayne, like, I was surprised by his score because he, you know, I think he, he kind of teased Bernie and I a lot during the episodes we were discussing the show. Oh, he did. We talked so, about that at the pool party that you weren't there. Yeah, we were just so enamored with this TV show. But then at the end, he actually gave it an eight. Yeah. So I was like, that's a respectable score. I think mm-hmm. for someone, most outlets who reviewed the series gave it around an eight to an 8.5. Yeah. Um, but for a, for a fan of the character, um, if you follow this character from the beginning or you really enjoyed him when you were a kid... And you now are watching him on the big on on your TV. I don't think they could have done anything better than what I got to see. There is that's why I gave it such a perfect score because for me, being biased, I am biased with this show. I understand my bias, I accept my bias, I admit my bias. (laughs) They They could not. They could not have done a better job. There is nothing that they could have done that would have made it better. I had zero complaints. Yeah. And it's extremely rare for me to say about anything in this world. And that's why it kept getting tens because I didn't have anything bad to say versus, which I will just say real quick. Uh, we don't have to get all into it. I'm also biased when it comes to Halo. I love all of the games. <laughs> I love I the love games too. All of the books. I love love all of the comics. I think everything is wonderful, but I don't like the show. Yeah, I completely agree. I am. I was forcing myself to watch episode five of Halo. And after that, I just I'm like, I'm done. I can't watch it anymore because all the mythos. And I tried to explain that to Bernie. It's like all the mythos, everything that the that was built up in the last 20 years of Halo they just kind of, you know, for a better word, shit all over and made it something else. And also, we've never seen Master Chief's face in, in the first episode. Well, like, that's oh, part. That's part of the joke. That's part of the joke is that you never see it. Right. I, I wasn't so I wasn't so angry about the face thing because I knew I, I knew that on episode one they were going to show his face and that you were going to see yeah. a lot of it. So I just accepted that going in. I said, okay, I'm not going to be one of those guys who gets mad online. Because we haven't seen his face. I'm going to accept it and go forward. The thing that makes me uh, 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 fight fight people 
on the internet is that <laughs> I don't like the fact that hey, let Master Chief and Cortana don't like each other. Yeah, that yeah, makes me really upset, and so I can I can bring out my nerddom and and do the trolling like, no, they're supposed to be friends, everybody. It's so no, that's not how it is. I I don't like that they don't like each other from yeah. the very beginning. That that's not what I know. And I, right. I, just that little small thing of them just constantly bickering and not seeing eye to eye and being yeah. hostile towards each other. I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big departure from like the Batman and Robin type of aspect they had in the games, versus now it's more of like moonlighting for them. <laughs> and yeah, it, it, that's not how it's supposed to be because she she entrusts her coding and her digital life with him and he trusts her with his life to make sure that he makes it alive. They're, and I'm like, sure. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm sure it gets better eventually. Like maybe season two, season hopefully, three, hopefully. They'll, they'll, they'll become friends and they'll trust each other. And master chief, he, he makes decisions uh, based on um, wartime scenarios. What's the yes. best thing that I can do in this situation with the gear that I have, with the enemy I'm in front of, and what's my tactical strategy? Well, it's it's it's, it's tactical strategy, but it's also, at the same time, it's also him making sure that all of his men get out alive, all of his people get out alive. But when he, you take he, out, he shows up. He shows up with the team. He leaves with everybody alive as well. But when you take out his dampening chip and you give him emotions, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the movie Equilibrium. I no. don't. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. I thought. That's why I said. Oh, I thought you were about to shit on Equilibrium. No, like, no, no. I, I like Equilibrium. This, this, this pre Matrix Matrix was not that bad of a movie. Hey, I like Equilibrium <laughs> a lot better than the rest of the Matrix movies. Yeah, exactly. That was really good. But the thing that makes Master Chief Master Chief, they didn't. They didn't do. They kind of got rid of. They changed everything up about it, which. It's not Master Chief. This is just a guy pretending to be him. And I think that's why I'm not liking the show. And yeah. and may, maybe it was something in the writer's room where they said, okay, so are we really going to have this character who doesn't show his face, says like three lines an episode, um, you know, and, and like we're just going to have guns and aliens exploding every single – yeah, do that. Do, do that. Yeah. Do oh, that. the thing that's yeah. been working for this whole do, entire series for do how long? Those, do those yeah. things. Just have awesome fight scenes. Master Chief say nothing the entire episode except three like awesome one-liners and have him and Cortana be friends and don't show his face. Just do just do those things. And yeah. it'll be an, a fantastic show. You don't have to give him flashbacks of his childhood or them having an entire episode of him digging in a forest. Um and you know, uh, bickering between him and his captains, and him having sexual relations. If they would have just had a nine-part series, where basically Chief and his squad go to a planet where they encounter the flood and are sort of trying to survive the flood for nine episodes, which ends with them finding the prophets and the Halo Ring. That's your series. That that's your first season. Yeah, for an audience that watches this show because you like science fiction and maybe you're a Paramount Plus member, you don't really play the video games, and you yes, you have a conflict between um, the humans and the Covenant, 
And then around halfway through the first season, you realize that there's an enemy that wants to destroy both. And yes. what an awesome reveal. Oh, there's something way worse than aliens fighting humans. There's this disease that's trying to take over the entire universe. And you have these rings that will annihilate all life just to contain the flood. What's what worse a than cool story that well, already exists that you can agreed. show us. Well, what's worse than the alien invasion? Space mutant zombies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you show them being Space infected. Space mutant zombies. And you see what the flood does, and you get to experience the horror that now the humans and the Covenant are like, oh, God, should we, like, team up or something? Like, this is terrible. Like, what should we do? I, I mean, know? I can I can imagine a scene with, with that type of storyline where the Spartans and the Covenant are fighting each other. There's bodies on the ground. You have, you have UNSC soldiers on the ground. You have Covenant, dead Covenant on the ground. All of a sudden, the dead Covenant and the UNSC soldiers start getting back up, bloating oh, up, staggering toward them, screaming and yelling their alien language, and not being able to be taken down. And when they are shot, they explode in a million pieces. They, they just start falling apart. Yeah, that would that, be a crazy scene versus... And- whatever they're doing yeah and for that one moment the humans and the covenant have to like look at each other and say okay that's the enemy we need to be fighting and they just they just align for just a brief moment mm-hmm. to kind of take out that bigger threat yeah exactly yeah dude just do that just do that <laughs> we don't need the drama we really don't need the problem is man you got these drama. suits you got these suits sitting at a table that funded the put the money up to fund the series and so they gotta have some fucking say so and next thing you know, they're just doing what the fuck they want with it, you know? What if, Master, what if this Master Chief was really getting uh, lonely and wanting to get some alien booty? Huh? What do no, you think about Steve? You know? no, like, that's I, the kind well, of bullshit. I'm pretty sure they already had con- toy concepts out where they wanted to have a toy of Chief holding his helmet, Chief without his helmet doing this, Under Armour Chief, all this other <sighs> stuff, just to sell to the fans or sell to the people who would buy it. And this is what the- we got. The show tricked me because the first twenty minutes of of oh it was great I thought was mm-hmm. phenomenal it was great I yeah. was like oh my god they did it yeah. I was like this, <laughs> this show looks fantastic I'm seeing yep. all the weapons from the game I'm seeing first person imaging I'm seeing like super dude yeah. there was a scene where a bunch of six year olds had all of their limbs blown off yeah I know I was like whoa <laughs> yeah was that's like, what got me too did that did that covenant alien like just put an energy sword through a nine-year-old this yeah. is crazy um and then it's not good so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and, and we we even got we even got hints at the hunters with the little worm things everywhere oh yeah we got hints at the hunters yeah yeah and well, that never happened or i don't know i probably gave up too early and it already happened but didn't i don't know i haven't seen a hunter yet i'm on episode eight i haven't seen a hunter but but i mean you got the little worm things that turned into hunters which was a prelude to nothing Yes. Which again, disappointing. Disappointing. So yeah, fuck Halo. Um, but Rami, thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for talking some Moon Knight. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, unfortunately, sad that PowerCon isn't in our trip this year. Yeah, I know them, they, took uh, it, they took it out of California and they sent it to Ohio, I think is where it is. Well it's it's not even it's PowerCon, the toy pop culture show, not just the He-Man show. Yeah. It's just PowerCon, a toy show or a pop culture show. 
So it's not even. Cons are going now, man. They're yeah. doing a pop culture show now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, well, we got Fan Expo Palooza Houston coming up. So that's great, I guess. Yeah. But, but yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank enjoy you talking me. Moon Knight yes, with thank you. Because you. Uh, you, you do know the character, and it's always fun to talk with somebody who, who also knows the character as well or the subject matter. So hopefully we can have you on again for, I don't know what's, what else is coming out that uh, has your interest. Are you like a Stranger said, Things I, guy? I am. Um, I'm looking forward to season four because I, I saw the run times of some of these first episodes, and I think one of them is like two and a half hours. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I now understand why they invested $30 million an episode because they're basically showing you like four and a half movies in the first part of the season. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that, that's crazy to me. I had no idea that was even something they were doing. I was expecting Super my 50 excited. minutes of, of my 50 minute shows. And then I move on about my business. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be invested <laughs> for two and a half hour episode six. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. That's yeah. Stranger things will be fun. Both parts. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited for she Hulk coming out uh been a fan of that character for a while uh it looks like the show is going to follow the series uh single green female which is a great read and i say this yes and i say this because of the cameos that she brings of the heroes that she brings in and then last episode i kind of gave an example of um basically she hulk is beginning sued by a guy that she rescued who did not want to be rescued you know a la uh the incredibles type thing (laughs) well she calls in a cohort to kind of help her out. And that, co- or, you know, that council is Dr. Strange. And Dr. Strange is like, he's looking through his mysticism. He's using his power. She's like, you know what? Go ahead and settle anyways. In two weeks, he's going to get hit by a car and die. Oh, so wow. you don't have to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. so, and since they're going that route with the show, I'm like, okay, there's the, the, you know there's going to be a cameo. There's going to be something in there. Because that was a pretty big thing in that, in that run was with, were the cameos. And so... Despite some of the CG that we saw in the trailer, the not so great CG that was in the trailer, uh, I have high hopes that that's going to be a good comedy, at least. So yeah. I'm waiting for that one. I'm definitely waiting for that one. Awesome. So, but don't mean to sidetrack this. I was doing an ending. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. And where can they find you and your other uh, your show at? Yeah, so you guys are a part of the Cross the Streams media platform where there's many different podcasts that have joined us to try to get our brand out there, get our voice out there, and uh, reach an audience uh, about a podcast or a item or um, uh, uh, interest that you maybe thought you didn't have. Maybe you didn't know that you wanted to listen to podcasts reviewing fast food. <laughs> or podcasts that only review Dan Aykroyd movies, right? Yeah. Or pod, you know, uh, podcasts talk about wrestling and pop culture. And there's just so many different genres you can listen to um, mm-hmm. on Cross the Streams Media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Cross the Streams Media. We're on a bunch of different platforms. And uh, I'm the host of Three Beers and a Mic. And um, we've spun off a bunch of different you know, sub-podcasts from that, uh, including Burn Appetit and Three Beers and an MCU you know, we're also as well. We're going to be yeah. recording our Spider-Man No Way Home episode soon. So nice. that should be a really long one. Uh, Bernie hates having me on those episodes because uh, <laughs> everyone always agrees with what I say. <laughs> that. <laughs> so that should be a good one. But yeah, thanks guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. 
Um, yeah. I always listen to y'all's new episodes every week, and uh, I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, like yeah, I, I like having people on, and it's always fun to hear people talk uh, to get their opinion and to get their uh, view of things because sometimes your view is never the same, and you kind of miss out what they're seeing. So sure. I, I enjoy having that aspect of it. All right, Chris, where can they find you in your arts? You're going to find me on Instagram at Chris Foreman Artist, and also on uh, Facebook. I try to be interactive on both, so feel free to shoot me a line and give me a follow, man, because I'm always posting the artworks. Uh, I'm generally doing art when I'm working on this show, because I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of three, and so, you know, I just try to get the work out there, so feel free to follow me there. Also, we have a store uh, where we do toy shows and stuff like that. Uh, it's called Collectomania. It's at Collectomania Comics and Toys on Instagram. There you go. And we are on YouTube. Uh, we have or I have a Redbubble and a Tee Public store where I have many shirts, many designs for our show, for Three Bears and a Mic show, for Cross Streams Media. So go there, support the podcast, buy us merch, a sticker, a phone case, a t-shirt, a hoodie, coffee mugs. We got those. And I think they're Tee Public or is Redbubble. No, yeah, Redbubble released pet accessories. You can, get a, you can get a dog bandana, a dog vest, and even a dog or a pet food mat. Are they doing sex toys or like uh, condoms or anything yet? Uh, the Moon Grip Night is coming out next year through Redbubble. So wonderful, be, wonderful. Be on the look, look, look up for that. <laughs> so if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh, hey, just be sure to buy batteries first. Uh, thank you for I was going to say, if you don't like one of our podcasts, you can say, oh, well, fuck Burn Appetit and just buy a condom of Burn Appetit and fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think yeah. Look, there is there is a Bon Appetit shirt or design on the site too. Uh, I've only sold three of design three of those designs, and I think Bernie bought one of them and Dwayne bought the other two. So uh, seems about right. But yeah, they're all on there. So uh, go buy a shirt and support the podcast, support and the artists, and support uh, yourself with having cool stuff. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, I'm Aaron. I'm Chris. And Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.